Hello there. Presented by the Atlas Strength Shop. This is the Atlas Nerds in Iron Podcast. Hey everybody, it's Cameron with the Atlas Nerds and Iron Podcast. Today, me and Matt talk about all the different strength sports that we can think of and how well they would transfer over into Strongman. After that, we talk about the Rogue Invitational and some cool things happening with that. Stay tuned for our sponsors, and right after that, we will get to the show. First and foremost, we have StrikeForceEnergy.com. Strikeforce Energy is a veteran-owned energy supplement company. They come in these little pouches similar to Crystal Light pouches that you can put in whatever you are drinking to give yourself a nice little hit of caffeine. I personally love taking these in the afternoon right before I train because I'm not a big fan of beta alanine and they give me just enough energy to get through my workout without leaving me with a big crash afterwards. They come in four awesome flavors, original, which tastes a lot like Red Bull, grape, orange, and lemon. Use promo code ATLASSTRENGTH at checkout and you're going to save 20% on your next order. Next up, we have impactmouthguards.com. Use promo code ATLASSTRENGTH at checkout at impactmouthguards.com and you're going to get you a dentist office quality product without the dentist office quality price. What they're going to do is they're going to send you a custom mold. You're going to bite down on it, send it back to them, and in a couple of weeks you're going to have a mouth guard that fits you and only you, give you something really good to bite down on during those max effort events. They also have awesome athletic tapes, some really cool apparel, and a lot of other products as well. So again, use promo code ATLASSTRENGTH at checkout. Save 10% at impactmouthguards.com. Com. Next up, we have our newest sponsor, Sticks and Stone. Sticks and Stone got their start during the pandemic whenever iron plates were going for 3 $4 a pound. And what they do is they make molds that will allow you to make weight plates out of concrete that will fit your Olympic-sized barbell. We actually discovered them on TikTok because they are now making custom Husafel stones they come in 210, 310, and 409 weights. We just got a full set of them for Louisiana's Strongest Man next year. They're also going to be here at the third annual Rougarou Classic, November 19th. So go ahead and place an order that will bring it down and you can get you a custom set of stones as well. And last but not least, we have the Atlas Strength Shop. That is us. That is who we are. We are the center for strength sports in the state of Louisiana with everything from strongman to powerlifting to general strength and conditioning. If you're in the Baton Rouge area, definitely come and see us. The best time to visit us is on Strongman Saturdays every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. If you're not in the Baton Rouge area and you still want to support us, then the best thing for you to do is to go to the website at atlasstrengthshop.com and check out our apparel line. If you use promo code ATLASNERDS10 at checkout, you're going to save 10% on that apparel line. Now let's get to the show. Good evening and welcome to the Atlas Nerds and Iron Podcast. I am your host, Cameron Ray, and this is our beautiful co-host, Mr. Matthew Cavalier. How are you doing today, Matt? I'm doing good. How are you? I am not too bad. Can you move the mic just a little bit closer to your mouth for us? That better? That is much, much better. you got to get right up on that. So you said the Saints lost. That sucks. Yeah. Yeah, they lost to the Bengals. That, and it was a home game, wasn't it? Yeah. I'm sorry. Our hometown hero, Joe Burrow, won. Yeah, that's true. Uh, so it's kind of got to be a little bit uh, bittersweet for a lot of LSU fans because they're rooting for Joe Burrow, but at the same time, it's the Saints. I mean, you want the Saints to win, but, you know, whenever you have a quarterback who can't throw LSU like that, you really want to see him do well. Definitely. Um, I'm really looking forward to the Bengals actually getting a Super Bowl one day. Because um, they came pretty close. Last year like they last made year, it. Last year, didn't they? they? They played in the Super Bowl and lost to the Rams. I'm completely oblivious when it comes to professional sports. You know that. Right. I only care about sports that nobody else cares about, like powerlifting, strongman, and CrossFit, which is a really good segue into kind of what we're going to talk about today. So, not going to lie, about 15 minutes ago, 
Uh, maybe about 25 minutes ago now. Matt walked through this door, and we had no idea what the hell we were going to talk about. So we did what we always do, and we get on Google. Usually it winds up on barbend.com, just so we can kind of see what, what are all the other big publications talking about, the guys that we want to be like when we grow up. <laughs> and one of the articles there, somebody had interviewed a prominent figure in the strong woman community. I'm going to mispronounce her last name, Hannah Coldiron. I believe it's how it's pronounced on whether or not CrossFitters should make the jump into strongman. And I went to go read the article, and unfortunately it was a link to a podcast. And I really didn't have time to sit and listen to a whole podcast uh, to hear her thoughts before we give ours. We're going to do something very, very similar. Instead of talking about whether or not athletes should make the jump to strongman, we're going to talk about whether or not it's really feasible, what the carryover is like, and how to know whether or not you'll actually be successful in the sport of strongman if you do make that switch. And this is kind of also inspired by a by somebody uh, somebody I'm usual with on TikTok. Um, he is a very good power lifter, and he recently signed up for a strongman competition. He recently made a post about how, in his eyes, the carryover really isn't that much. And he uh, he tagged me, asked my opinion on it. I haven't had time to make a video, so I'm just gonna. I'm going to go way more in-depth on it than he probably expected with a whole damn podcast. Uh, sound like a plan to you, Matt? Sound like a good plan to me. All right, before we do that, we always usually do our normal catch-ups. How you been this week, man? I'm good, man. I'm good. You know, just another another week at it. No, you um, you went and you maxed, or not really maxed, but you got, uh, you found you found your maxes Yeah, on all of your lifts this week. And you PR'd everything, didn't you? Um, For the most part, yeah. The only thing I didn't PR was the bench, but uh-huh. I haven't really trained bench in the last almost year. Uh, so it's not a PR, but it's still touching 300. So Yeah, you still hit 295 for, for – was it for one or for a triple? It was for a single. It was for a single? So I'm just barely under 200, so it's still – 300. Pretty, 300, so pretty good bench press. Definitely, definitely. Um, trying to be like you when I grow up, man. Yeah. But, yeah, Daryl also did the same thing. You two are practically neck and neck. He's, like, he's still a better puller. But he's built for it. Yeah. Um, probably a better squatter. I think, uh, well, squatting is not really something that's going to matter that much in a strongman competition, though. True. I'm thinking in a competition because I know you're you move better than he does. Yeah, I think so, too. Like as far as moving events, you're 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 a little bit quicker than he is. Mm-hmm. So I think that like he he would definitely take it on on the on deadlift events. Yeah. Overhead. It's a toss up, man. I think it just depends. I think it just depends on exactly what it is. Yes. Because I know he, I know he's better at log than you are. Mm-hmm. But if it's an axle, you might got him. If it's for reps, I think I might beat him too. Yes. I think that's probably true as well. Especially if it's something weird like a sandbag or a keg, something mm-hmm. like that. Just because my shoulder just moved better than a lot of people. Yeah, they, they really do. <laughs> um, I think on moving events, you got him. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, who knows? It'd, it'd be fun watching y'all compete against each other. Hopefully, I, we get to do that here pretty soon. Yeah, I'm hoping so. He needs to sign up, Daryl. Join, join us, Daryl. He's he's you know how he is. He's he is so busy being like the model husband and father. <laughs> yeah, like the <laughs> making dude, the rest of us look bad. Like that that whole meme where it's like I hate it when I hate it when dudes ask me, "Can I cook? Like, can you build me a house?" He's like, "Yeah." <laughs> he can like Daryl has fixed every single like he's completely upgraded this house that he bought from literally from the ground up he raised it from the ground well you remember last year when the hurricane hit 
After, I think it peeled the roof off of, like, his family's house. This motherfucker, the next day, is on this guy's house putting a new roof on there. Yeah. He, he just, and if he doesn't know how to do it, he figures it out. Yep. And he does great at it. Yep. We're all trying to be like Daryl when we grow up. Absolutely. Bay's crying listening to this right now. Probably. He should. He, he earned it. <laughs> um, It's okay. You can wipe your tears on my shoulder, Daryl. It's gonna just gonna be soaked up by that manly beard of his. So it's not quite manly yet. He doesn't have not, he has an adolescence beard. That's still something that we've got him on, and I'm not giving it up. Dude, as short as that beard might be compared to ours, it is thick as fuck. Yeah, you think <laughs> his beard's better than yours yet? It's going to be. Okay. Like he he has testosterone oozing out of his face right now. Okay. All right. Uh, so let's go ahead and get to what we actually came here to talk <laughs> about, and that is whether or not different strength sports cross over into strongman very well, and why or why not. So let's go ahead and start with the one that most people around here usually wind up doing, because there there are a lot of powerlifters in the area, mm-hmm. and they tend to like jumping into a strongman competition for either lightweight or the heavyweight novice. Yep. In your experience, how have you seen them do, and what could they do better, Matt? Uh, when, well, obviously, when it comes to static events, they usually do really well, like a like a max effort deadlift. Mm-hmm. Um, they, especially a deadlift, they really do well because they're used to that. Yes. And they're used to doing it with great form. And then when you give them the chance to see how much they can pull uh, and then throw some straps on their wrists, they're usually doing really well with that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the biggest thing that they get tripped up on is overhead. Just because they're so used to training a bench and overhead, I think for a lot of powerlifters, it's kind of an afterthought or an mm-hmm. off-season accessory that whenever they go against someone who trains overhead all the time, they kind of lag. Yeah. And moving events, not because it's they're not strong enough, but it's sometimes the transition, like going from one implement to another, or it's maybe the distance. Yeah. And that's one thing that I've noticed that a lot of powerlifters are really good at staying in one place and not moving around too much. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying they're all like that because there are definitely some freak athletes out there in powerlifting. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, hell, there are some in this town that are just freak athletes. Mm-hmm. But a vast majority of them, the bulk of their training all the time is the squat, the bench, the deadlift, and variations of the squat, the bench, and the deadlift. Right. Just because that's what they need to get right, really good at their sport. Right. They're going to do everything they can to be the best at the squat, bench, and deadlift. So why does it matter if they can do a 500-pound former carry in sub-20 seconds? Now, I will say this. A lot of times their grip is better because they don't use straps. Right. Part, like some some guys will use straps in their training, but most of that I've met don't. Um especially the middleweights mm-hmm. I've noticed do pretty well because the middleweights that are, that are good at powerlifting are also lean. They tend to be athletic. So they tend to make that transfer a little bit easier than the heavyweight guys. Right. Especially when it comes to things like mobility. Yeah. Because some of the su- some of the heavies and the super heavies just don't have that overhead mobility to get things like an axle over their head. Right. But <clears throat> all in all, for the most part, like, I'd say probably 80% of the training for strongman looks like the same as for powerlifting. It's basically the same until you get to about three months out. Yes. That's when it, that's when it really changes. A, a big part of the difference is, like, for a, for a, a halfway decent strongman program, if you know anything about powerlifting, you're listening to this, picture a powerlifting program, but sub out your bench with overhead. Yeah. And that's pretty much the meat and potatoes of a strongman program. 
You still got to squat. You still got to deadlift. But if you're if you're far enough out from a competition, you're not really training events heavy. You're almost training it the same way a golfer would a golf swing. Yeah, you just keep your keep it fresh, but you're not really trying to push it. it it's technique work. Yeah. It's so so like think uh, Olympic lifters when they're you know doing reps with sub fifty percent of their overhead for singles, <coughs> or not overhead, but sub fifty percent of their max for singles. Right. You're just you're dialing in that technique and. For, for most of a competitor's year, that's what they're doing with their event work. They're just keeping that technique fresh. but mm-hmm. And they're getting strong with the barbell, and you're displaying it with the implements. Yep. Um, so, yeah, that's pretty much all I got to say as far as powerlifting, powerlifters going into it. Pretty much hit it on the head, yeah. So, I'd say it's almost the exact same thing with the CrossFitters. But especially for the lighter, for middleweight, lightweight, and the novice, you're probably better off as a CrossFitter jumping into cross in strongman than as a powerlifter. Just well, be. What's up? I feel like CrossFit is pretty similar to strongman in a lot of ways. In a lot of ways, it is, um, especially since they emphasize overhead mm. a lot, and it's typically going to be in something like a jerk. Mm-hmm. Which yep. you're allowed to do in strongman. So yep. some of the best overhead athletes that I've seen in strongman have a CrossFit background. Like Rob Kearney started yep. in CrossFit and made the switch to strongman. And he held the American log press world record. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, no matter what Robert Oberst says. Right. You know, he, <laughs> held, he held the American log yeah. press record. But also, um, I think some that benefits CrossFitters a lot is they do a lot of endurance training. Mm-hmm. So whenever they make the switch to strongman and they got to do these things for max distance or for time, they, it's easier to transition. They don't gas out, especially right. by event five when you know all these all all the thick boys are starting to look tired mm-hmm. at the end of the day. Yep. Most of the time, when I see CrossFitters out there who are there for their first novice comp, they're bright eyed, bushy tailed stuff. Yep. Because they recover so much better. Yeah, they're used to that endurance training. Yes, which that's something a lot of people listening to this podcast aren't going to want to hear. But CrossFitters are a lot better at recovering, and they're a lot better at the rep work and the event stuff than but they are. I can say this because I do the sport. Uh, strongman, just for guys who just don't like to run. Yeah, <laughs> and that's kind of how I got into strongman. So um, my my initial thing that I did too was mm-hmm. CrossFit. Right. Like when I got back from Afghanistan, I joined a CrossFit gym because I got into CrossFit while I was in in Afghanistan. Mm -hmm. And I didn't even know Strongman was a sport until YouTube showed me that it was a sport due to the recommended video. Started showing me some stuff from the Arnold. Mm -hmm. Uh, Until then, I just thought it was a TV show that happened once a year and realized there was an entire sports center around it. And it's pretty much it's. It's CrossFit, but heavier for shorter distances mm. with weirder objects, and mm. you never have to do a burpee. Yep. So it's great. Yep. I love it. <laughs> but, and it's it's kind of interesting because the Rogue Invitational that's happening next weekend, their CrossFitters are going to have a log press. I think that's pretty cool. I think it's pretty cool, too, and that log is beautiful, too. I'm I gonna, saw it, yeah. I'm going to look at the, uh, the Boneyard after the event's over and see if it's for sale. And if it's not ridiculous, I might see if we can get it. Okay, that'd be yeah. cool. Not that we don't have enough logs. We've got six of them already. So we, we can always use one more. <laughs> can we, though? I mean, you can always sell one or two and get yeah. one. There is one I wouldn't mind selling just because we literally never touch it. That um, that 
eight inch Christian Fitness Factory log. Oh yeah, with the uh, with the dual handles. Mm-hmm. Like I bought that thinking it would be a good first log. Because, so they had two logs that were for sale on Amazon at the time. They had that one, then they had a ten inch version. Mm-hmm. The ten inch version was twice as much as the eight inch version. Mm-hmm. And the eight inch version was still three hundred dollars at the time. Right. So I was like, well, I'll just buy this one. And, and nobody uses it. No, it, it's it hadn't been used since I bought it, pretty much. Because shortly after that, a member of the Snap Fitness I was running, right, had a ten inch Rogue log that he sold me for three hundred dollars. Right. Then shortly after that, I found that small ten inch Slater log mm-hmm. on Craigslist. For $300. Now you have a bunch of logs. Yeah. Now I have a bunch of logs. Um, about a year later, I bought our first 12-inch log from Titan Fitness. That was their version one. I remember that one, yeah. And then I bought uh, I bought Big Tina from Mad Vincent. Big Tina. For $300. <laughs> then. There's a pattern here. There, there, there's more. <laughs> but wait, there's more. I traded that. That 12-inch Titan log, or no, first I bought a second 12-inch Titan log because I wanted to bring one with me on a trip Mm -hmm. that was going to be gone for like a month Mm -hmm. so I could train for a competition that was coming up and the gym wouldn't be without a log. Right. When I got back, I traded the first one to a local gym for their, like, for for the really long 10-inch Slater log that we had. Mm Mm-hmm. We just did a one-for-one swap because nobody was using their log, and right. ours was lighter, so it made more sense for them. Right. Is that all the logs we have? Don't forget the 12-inch pit bull. Yes, yes. So uh, after that, so I wound up buying another 12-inch Titan log. Mm-hmm. I've had three 12-inch Titan logs total. The first one I traded. The second one I wound up selling to somebody. The third one was their rackable one. I purchased that, hated it. Wound up trading it to one of our members for some welding work that we got when I ordered the 12-inch Pitbull log right. for $300. I feel like 300 is a good number. For 300 me. is a good number. That's <laughs> kind of the moral of the story is I pretty much paid $300 for almost all of our logs. So um, just to get yeah. back on subject a little bit, were how you off, feel? on subject? No, not yeah. really. We went off the rail a little there. Um, what about Olympic lifters? You think Olympic lifters could transfer to your strongman? No. I mean, they do have the overhead mobility for sure. Yeah, they have overhead, but... They don't deadlift they Conven- don't. conventionally. Like yes. they, they have their own variation of it. Like, they, they deadlift, but only as heavy as they need to for their sport. And they, it, it's the high pull. It's not really a deadlift. It's a little bit different. Yeah. Because it's like a clean, just put out the clean. Yeah. And so th- they're explosive. They're very explosive. Mm-hmm. But they're also so specific. Oh, yeah, they are. Now, that being said... I also think it very much depends on the lifter, just mm-hmm. as like anything else. Like Luke Dalberg, he was a member here for a while. Oh, he could have done strong man for sure. He was tall. He was athletic. He had he a 700-pound pull, too. Yes, he could deadlift 700 pounds. Like, he actually trained his deadlift, and he could keep up with Colt on stones. That's nuts. Yeah. Without training them. So, do I think, like... When you say jump in, I mean, could they sign up for a competition and compete in six weeks? I don't think they do very well. Right. But they have they have a decent enough base to where they could 
train an off season and do pretty well, I think. Okay. But at the same time, there have been some Olympic lifters that went into World's Strongest Man ba- back in the early days and did well. So, yeah, those are probably guys that are, well, freak athletes. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, for the most part, like Olympic lifting is even more specific than powerlifting is. Mm-hmm. They say Pacific. Specific. Specific. Yeah. They're even the specific ocean. They're even more specific <laughs> than powerlifters are. But Grant, they do have that explosive power and they have the overhead. Right. So that's why they win the overhead. Well, they also have really great mobility, not just in the shoulders, but like in the ankles and the hips have great mobility there, too. Well, you don't really need ankle mobility in strongman. Like, I'd say it's possible to be too mobile in strongman. I guess that is true. But but also, like, Joey Zatzmary, he had an Olympic lifting background. He did very well in strongman. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, the, uh, the owner of the Lion's Den up in uh, Pennsylvania. Right. Okay. Yeah, he did very well in Strongman. So, I might just be completely bass-ackwards. I guess the only way to know is just somebody was more, – more of them was to do it. Yeah, and that's the thing is, at least in our area, there's like six Olympic lifters in town. There's not a lot. Um, also, I think when people get into Olympic lifting – They stay there. Also, they have the ultimate goal of making it to the Olympics. Yeah. So, why would you – really leave a sport that has a pathway to the Olympics. Especially not when there's another sport that's even better carryover. You know, like... You Actually, know, let me correct myself. Lifting is... Weightlifting is not in the Olympics anymore. It. I think it's just a couple-year break. I'm, it, I believe it is going to come back. I don't... I didn't... I don't know if that's true or not, So honestly. what what I read was it was like a temporary suspension. Is that what it was? Yeah. But let's say hypothetically that wasn't the case. Let's say hypothetically the Olympic Committee said, you know what, fuck weightlifting. Mm-hmm. I wonder how many Olympic athletes would be willing to jump ship. They wouldn't go to strongman. They might. they go to CrossFit. Yeah, that makes more sense because they do the Olympic lifts there. And there's a lot more money in it. That too. <laughs> a lot more money. <laughs> yeah. Just get sponsored by Reebok and go yeah. to the CrossFit Games. Uh, speaking of which, do you see they're moving the CrossFit Games to Alabama the next year? Alabama? Yep. Really? Yeah, I believe uh, Birmingham. It's going to be in Birmingham from now on. That's a peculiar place to have it. Well, I mean, anywhere is a peculiar place to have it. They hold the Arnold Sports Festival in Columbus, Ohio. See, but that makes sense to me. Why? Columbus, Ohio is like the powerlifting mecca. Is so it the powerlifting mecca because – or is is the Arnold Sports Festival in Ohio because it's the powerlifting mecca, or is it the powerlifting mecca because the Arnold Sports Festival is in Ohio? Um, I think powerlifting has been in Ohio – Longer than the Honor Sports Festival. Is it in Ohio anywhere? Is it in Ohio any more than it is anywhere else? Or does it just so happen to be that's where Westside is? I can only think of two gyms off the top of my head that are in Ohio. I mean, Westside because it got so popular, but what? I know there's a bunch. Like, there's a lot. Na- name more than two. Well, I don't know the name, but I just know they have a high concentration of them. So like just the, just the big name ones that so, just so does make Sacramento. it. Huh? So does Sacramento. Well, I don't know any of them in Sacramento either. Yeah, you do. Untamed Strength. Uh, Untamed Strength is there. Uh, Super Training is there. Okay. Um, Body Tribe was there until it closed down. You know, Chip's place. True. Body Tribe was there. Yeah. So, like, I would say the West Coast is probably more populated than Columbus, Ohio is. And, mm. and... <laughs> 
I, I would I would venture to say that a lot of the powerlifting gyms in Columbus, Ohio, are guys that got kicked out of Westside. No, that said, is well, true. I'll just go do my own thing. That is true. There are a lot of those gym board guys who spend yeah. time at Westside. You know, like Matt Winning. Mm-hmm. You know, is, is Elite have TS in, in Columbus, Ohio? It's cl- close. It's in Ohio. I don't know yeah. if it's in Columbus or really close. But I think the All Sports Festival is there because it's in the center of the country. Makes sense. And I think it's a good place to have it. Cheap. I don't know why so many people shit on the state of Ohio. I don't get it. Seemed like a nice place to me. No Ohio is for lovers. I wouldn't know. Hawthorne Heights said that. <laughs> what? Oh, God. You don't know that song? No. All right. You're you're grounded. Um, it's a good song. <laughs> Sorry. So, anyway. <laughs> so, the moral of the story is, if you've ever picked up a barbell before and competed in a sport for it, mm-hmm. you probably transitioned to strongman pretty well. Now, let me ask you this. If you competed in strongman, who wants to carry you over out of strongman to other sports? Because I think, I'll give you an example, like um, the powerlifting. The powerlifting is pretty pretty picky about their technique. So, like, we can get away with a lot of things in strongman that in powerlifting wouldn't get you white lights. I mean, on one event. Deadlift. That's That's like, it. That's the only event that's tested in both sports, and you just stop at 90%. There you go. (laughs) Anything more than that, you're not hitching. Right. Anything more than that. And not every strongman hitches either. I don't. Yeah, you don't hitch. Yeah. Like, I don't think I've ever seen you hitch. Mm -mm. Uh, You also have a really good grip. So, yeah, you'd probably do just as well with powerlifting as you have been in strongman. But I wonder how some strongman guys are doing a bench. Like, I train bench, yeah, so I would it, do okay. Really but depends. there's a lot of guys that don't. But overhead carries over to your bench pretty well. It does. Well, I mean, obviously, because my overhead yeah. went up and my bench did not go down very yeah, much. Like I'd say your overhead probably carries over to your bench more than your bench carries over to your overhead. I find they complement each other very well. Because well, you get yeah, the tricep work from the bench. It's and tricep it's, and shoulder flexion. Yeah. Like... Because the ang- you can use a little bit more chest and you have a pad, and that's mm-hmm. really the only big difference. Now, I personally think that powerlifting would be a lot cooler if it was a strict press instead of a bench press. What? Oh, you mean like a standing overhead strict yeah, press? I think that would be a lot more interesting. Yeah, that would be cool. You'd, you'd definitely be able to see it better. I think it would be better for the spectators, and I also personally think it's a better... I think it's a better test for your strength than a bench press is. I also de- think it might be slightly safer, too. Yeah, it depends. I find it is. I'm 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 much more comfortable doing overhead press than a bench. I know a lot more people whose shoulders won't let them overhead than their shoulders won't let them bench. Fair enough. Yeah. True. So whether or not that's co- co- correlation or causation, I don't know. But I think that visually an overhead press looks a lot cooler. Mm-hmm. It's just you can't press as much weight. No. But to the layperson, the spectator, most of them can't tell the difference between two twenty-five and three hundred pounds. No, that's true. And their brains are both they're both equally impressive because they don't know any better. Right. So, I will say this though: anyone who can strict press two twenty-five overhead, that's pretty damn good. That is pretty damn good. So that would be cool to see. Yeah. So, I think strongman would carry over to CrossFit too. 
Or I to know. an extent, to an extent. I, I think once you start making them like run for miles, that's when you'd be like, fuck this. It really depends. When was the last time you saw anybody in this gym do pull-ups? Like sets hmm. of like 10. Actually, I don't. Or any gymnastics work. No, gymnastic works none. Just pull ups from time to time. Well, pull ups is considered gymnastics. Is it? Yes. Oh, okay. I'm talking about like any kind of calisthenic stuff, like very little, yeah, like outside just, of mobility stuff. Pretty it, much none. Yeah, it just doesn't happen. They might do some push ups during a warm up. Yeah, yeah. So I don't think they would carry over CrossFit very well. Um, they, you know, they'd hop on an assault bike and die. <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> Like I have, I have no reservations that CrossFit is a more difficult sport than powerlifting. Yeah, like, but also a lot of people need to understand there is a big difference between CrossFit as a sport and CrossFit as a way to stay in shape. Okay, those are two entirely different things. Want to emphasize that a little bit? Uh, both in in degree. Elaborate, and, not emphasize. emphasize. Elaborate. Yeah, like, so like, let's take um. Everyone, when they think of CrossFit, they think of, like, the wad, you know, mm-hmm. like, you know, where you're just going balls to the wall and for, like, doing, 30 minutes. Yeah, and doing your workout is, you know, more reps, more reps, bigger weight, faster. Mm-hmm. As a way of training, a lot of times it's, like, you, you can't just take, like, college professors and soccer moms and, you know, dentists and throw them into a room and expect them to just knock that out. So they scale a lot of things. Right. To the point where they can do a lot of that. <clears throat> but for most people, there is not that big of a difference between the shit that Orange Theory does and the things that CrossFit does. Okay. There's not that much of a difference. You know, they're you know, like, it's, um, what, what was CrossFit's tagline? Like, forging elite athletes or something like that? They're not. Like, but on the competitor side. some A lot of them are. Well, you're specifically, it, it's kind of like Strongman. Mm-hmm. We don't train the events and only the events all the time. No, we, we train regularly. Get, yeah, we get stronger with the barbell. Right. We have to do conditioning. We get better. We get faster and more conditioned with conditioning work. Mm-hmm. And then we display that with the event work. Right. At the competitor side of strongman, or not strongman, at CrossFit, similar thing. They're doing like squat cycles to get better squats. Right. They're doing. They're working with a gymna- with a gymnast to get better with their gymnastic stuff. They're working with running coaches to get better with their with their running technique. And all these guys are communicating to kind of make sure all the pieces fit together. Mm-hmm. And then they do their their wad at like you know sixty to eighty percent mm-hmm. to practice doing the wad. So they're doing all this other training to get better at the skills needed to get good at that. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's how the competitive side of it works. You know, the as far as the fitness side, it's the equivalent of like a pickup game of basketball. Okay. You know, they're doing the sport to stay fit as opposed to staying fit to do the sport. Makes sense. Yeah. Okay. So I think that's something that a lot of people who have never seen actual CrossFitters or like seen how they train. I think it's a lot of stuff that's disconnected. They think that they're just doing, like, they think they're just doing a bunch of Olympic lifts very poorly and getting hurt doing it. And, yeah, most of the time they're not. 
Well, when CrossFit first started being a thing, that's kind of what it was from a lot of people's perspective. You it just was. see them banging out like three sets of 15 of snatches. Like, what the fuck? But also, when CrossFit first started becoming a thing, the marketing department was highlighting all the elite level guys mm-hmm. and telling soccer moms, dentists, college professors that if you train in CrossFit, you'll be like these elite athletes. Right. They don't really do that so much anymore. Now it's, it's, they, they, I don't want to say they've softened it, but they've definitely made it more marketable to the masses by hmm. making it like less intimidating. I mean, that's a good thing. It is. I mean, I think it's a good thing. I think the more people you get active, the better you are off anyway. So. Yeah. And, and if I've said it once, I've said it a thousand times. These other strength sports that we're talking about, we have mm. CrossFit to thank for them being so popular. No, that, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. CrossFit yeah. has put more barbells in people's hands than anything else, I think, in history. Yep. Like, there wouldn't be strongman like it is right now without CrossFit. There wouldn't be, especially raw powerlifting. Mm. Like, raw powerlifting was not really a thing until CrossFit exploded. I'm trying to remember his name. I don't remember who it was. Steven. What? Steven. Sure, we'll go with Steven. Okay. Anyway, I've heard more than once from uh, high-level competitors and strongmen say, you know, when they go on a podcast and talk about their beginning, mm-hmm. they'll say, you know, it all started when I did CrossFit 10 years ago mm-hmm. and then decided to make jump to strongman. Especially the middleweight guys. Mm-hmm. I hear that a lot from middleweight guys. Yeah. And he always kind of said the same thing. I got tired of fucking burpees, so I thought a log looked cool instead. (laughs) Burpees suck. And, like, as hard as CrossFit is, Strongman looks cooler. Like, you you can – there is not a single person on earth that I believe can can logically look at somebody doing a barbell overhead press or somebody doing a log overhead press and say the barbell looks cooler. I I would tell you, I love doing the log, yeah. like there's especially when you set a PR. To me, the one of the most satisfying is to do as an athlete is the log. You don't think a log press looks cool? You're a nerd. That's it's just it, fucking so. awesome. Like tell you what, when I did that two twenty five log press for the first time, that was I felt happier doing a two twenty five log than I did the five hundred pound deadlift. Yeah, um, I actually get the opportunity. We talked about this a little bit yesterday. I'm not going to name his name because, you know, that's his business, but I have the opportunity to actually work with a CrossFit Games athlete this week on their log press. That's cool. Because uh, apparently they have a log press in the Rogue Invitational, uh, and he wants to make sure he doesn't suck. So what we're going so the plan is uh, we're going to approach it very similar to the way, like, Rob Kearney approaches it. Mm-hmm. Like, I saw in the video they, they posted on Rogue's – Instagram, they just power cleaned the log and pressed it, or they actually split jerk it. This guy is an insane split jerk, so we're gonna he's gonna split jerk this log. Like mm. there's there's no sense in him trying to push press it if his jerk is just fine, especially if we figure out that he can do it very well with heavy weight. Mm-hmm. But we're definitely going to teach him how to clean it properly. It is different than a barbell clean. Yeah, and I think that's going to be what makes or breaks a lot of these guys. Is figuring out that they can't just power clean a log. Yeah, too whenever much log. you uh, whenever you clean a barbell, it's all about hip hip extension. Mm-hmm. But then when you clean a log, it's more driving your hips into the log to roll it up to your chest. Yeah, it's, like it's more violent movement. Right, like it's it's a lot less extension and more like thrust. It's oomph. Yeah, oomph. Like you, 
put that thing through the wall. So pretty much. <laughs> because and it's, it, the log is so big that you can't really, you can't hip thrust it away from your body like you can a barbell. Yeah. So it's just, just a different movement, different feel to it. And that's one thing that I am kind of worried about working with this guy is because he is a smaller guy. Mm-hmm. Like, this log's going to be bigger than he is. Well, like, it's going to be bigger than him at the competition. Oh, definitely. So. But, I'm like, I don't mean weight-wise. I mean mass-wise. Right. I, I, know, I see what you're I understand yeah, like what this, you're saying. But. Like, this log is thicker than most of his torso. <laughs> it, it's a 12-inch log he's going to be competing with, though? Probably. He said they won't know for sure until they get the athlete's briefing. So, I can't imagine it's going to be anything bigger than a 12-inch log. Oh, it's never going to be bigger than a 12-inch log because Rogue only has 12-inch and 10-inch logs. Okay. They aren't going to buy 15-inch steel to make a specialty log for a CrossFit competition. Right. So we're going to train on the 10-inch and the 12-inch mm-hmm. just to make sure he's comfortable with the clean with both. Right. And I hope it's going to be a 10-inch for him because mm-hmm. that's going to be a lot easier to transfer for his jerk. Yeah, I was about to say, when we want to get on the front rack position, the 10-inch is going to be a lot easier. Yep. It won't feel like it's crushing him like a 12-inch would. Yeah, and not only that, but, you know, there's more of it over you. Mm. And you know as well as I do, something like a split jerk, if your bar path isn't perfect, oh, it, it's not going. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, um, I'm excited for the opportunity, though. I think it'll be fun. Um, let me know how it goes. I wish well, I could be here for that. Yeah, me too, because you're better at split jerking than I am. So. I'm just used to it. That's all yeah. that is. Yeah. <laughs> but uh but yeah, like this this dude's split jerk is insane. Like he he's a he would compete as a lightweight strongman mm-hmm. and he has a three sixty five split jerk. That's fucking nuts. It's insane. <laughs> it is absolutely insane. The the lighter log at the Arnold, if I'm not mistaken, is only three hundred and thirty pounds. Oh wow. So he can do more than that. Yeah. <laughs> That's impressive. Know. Maybe we can get this guy to switch over to the dark side. There's always room for one more. There's always room for one more. <laughs> and get him signed up for a group. Yeah. Actually, I don't want to throw that out there. Yeah. Oh, I I, I will. <laughs> when like when's the CrossFit game? Uh, it's next weekend. Like not this upcoming or not this upcoming weekend, but the, but the weekend after that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, get him, get him to come to Ruguru. Do, yeah. Consider off-season training. Yeah. I mean, why not? Uh, I mean, Ruguru's got a squat. Stones. Yeah, so we know, we know he can squat. Mm-hmm. He's got um, stones. I can't imagine it'd be harping to learn how to do stones. No, definitely not. He's got, two, he's got two events for height. So, fuck it. <laughs> he, he's, 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 he's a little guy. Like, I, 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 we'd be setting him up for failure. and that like that's the one thing that sucks is like we would be setting him up because he would have to he would have to learn how to press a stone really fast that is hard i'll give you that that's hard to do pressing a stone god i hope i never have to do that in a competition i mean you get good enough and you will i that's the one thing i that would actually generally make me a little scared we should do a block press in a comp I would rather do a block press than a stone press. Let's look into getting a couple blocks. We can do a block press in a comp within the next year. We could probably make one out of cement. No. No, I don't want to make one. I want to because I want to do them in a comp. So I want something that's going to hold up. Okay. So I know um, Paul Mauser sold the design for the Mauser block to Texas Strength Systems. Mm-hmm. So I'd probably just get 
get Frank Gonzalez to make us a couple if we did that. That would be cool. I wouldn't mind trying a block press. Yeah. I did something close to a block press uh, you did a last year. Can press, huh? You did a coffee can press. That's Pretty much, it was close to a block press, but not really. Jamie, I know you're one of our six listeners. <laughs> Why didn't you call it the coffee can press? <laughs> Huge missed opportunity there. If you ever hold that event again, you gotta give me a quarter every time you use it. <laughs> I think that's fair, right? Quarter, a quarter. Yeah. Sure. Shoot a save once. Yep. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that was that was a weird overhead. It, it worked. I got 18 reps on that event. Yeah, that was probably your best event that day. Oh, by far it was. Yep. But overhead usually tends to be my best event. Yeah. All right, man. We're at 37 minute mark. You got anything else you want to talk about today? Uh, no, I feel like longer than 37 minutes though. Time fun. We having flies. Uh, so yeah. Other than that. Sign up for the Rougarou. Keep an eye. Keep your eyes open for Louisiana Strongest Man. That one's going to be April first. We're going to announce the events after that. We're going to announce the events for that after the Rougarous in the rearview mirror because I only have enough space in my brain for one event at a time. And come out to Strongman Saturday. Touch your hand on some implements. Yep. Every strong every Saturday at ten a.m. we hold Strongman Saturday. It is open to the public. Free for first timers. Ten dollars for everybody else. Hope to see you all there. Until next time, we'll see ya. See ya. Just quick recap of the sponsors. We have StrikeForceEnergy.com. Use promo code ATLASSTRENGTH at checkout. Save 20% on your next order of caffeine. Next up, we have Impact Mouthguards. Use promo code ATLASSTRENGTH at checkout. Save 10% on your custom mouthguard. Next, we have Sticks and Stone. Go follow them on all social media. They have a really awesome YouTube channel. And finally, there is the Atlas Strength Shop. That is us. Follow us at Atlas Strength Shop at all platforms. We just recently started putting a lot of things on YouTube, including this show, if you want to see a video version of this show. Last but not least, don't forget to like and subscribe and share us with all of your friends. Give us a five-star rating on iTunes. See you all next time.